This goes out to all the families that went through the struggle. Yeah. With the heart. It was all from the heart. Everything was real. Yeah. Dwelling in the past, flashbacks when I was young Whoever thought I'd have a baby girl and three sons But going through this difficult stage, I find it hard to believe While my old Hey everybody, welcome to They're Playing Our Song, the podcast where your song becomes our song I'm here with a very special guest, Mr. Mark Brion Mark, how you doing? Hello, great, how are you? Oh, I'm just dandy, thank you so much for coming in today No problem, no problem So Mark, you are here to talk about a genre that, that I know you, you commented on Facebook You feel is very underrepresented by the podcast <laughs> Yeah, not, not so much under um, underrepresented or anything. It's just something that, um, you know, covering a, a music show should cover all, all genres, I feel like, and where you were just getting started and stuff, um, you know, trying to figure out a, a good song to bring to kind of represent what I wanted to, what I felt kind of needed to be filled in, the hole that needed to be filled in. Right, with this episode, I think that representation uh, goes up by like 30 to 33% <laughs> of the total number of podcasts, Fair so enough. we're doing pretty good. Fair enough. <laughs> so what song did you bring for us um, to talk about I today? I brought you a song called All That I Got Is You, and it is by Ghostface Killer of the Wu-Tang Clan, uh, and it features Mary J. Blige on vocals, and at the end features a, a gentleman named Papa Wu, um, who does a little bit of... Um, a talk at the end of the song. He's not. He's not a rapper, but he's more of a. Um, he's more of a. He's a five percenter, and he you know teaches and does things like that on some of the records, especially the earlier records. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did his little spiel at the end of it. But for the most part, it's because I brought it. I wanted to bring a Ghostface song. Okay. So now is Ghostface Killer considered to be rap, hip hop, both? Um, well. With rap and hip hop, what I always tell people, because I've, I've gotten into plenty of arguments with people about, you know, what is rap, what is hip hop music, and um, you know, I always go back to kind of what um, you know hip hop was made and based on, and you know, uh, Cool Herc and you know, all those guys that started the the art form, and I, I go back with KRS One a lot too, and where it's the the rapping part, rap music is what you do, you rap. And mm-hmm. hip hop is actually the culture and, and the music genre itself. So, you know, I, I I cringe a little bit when people say, "Oh, rap music! Oh, rap music's terrible." And it's like, <laughs> I I don't I don't believe there is anything such you know any such thing as rap music. I think mm-hmm. it's hip hop music, and what you do is rap. That's the okay. Action. So so rap sort of the instrument, and hip hop's the genre. Is, yes. is that okay? Yeah, not simplifying it too I much. Go, that's what I okay. kind of go with. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. Well, so this would be considered. So you would consider this a hip hop song? Yes. With rap rather than you know, guitar or, or right. bass, right? Correct. All right. right. So just for some background info, this mm-hmm. was from this was the first single of Ghostface Killa yes. after the Wu Tang Clan's first yes. first album. Yep. Thirty end of the thirty six chambers. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit yep. a little bit of knowledge. Yep. Um and then it was on his album Iron Man from yes. ninety ninety six. Ninety six. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. So this is going in the way back yes. the way yes. back machine. I had to bring something that was um that that came from a time when hip hop had a had a purpose. Oh, okay. You know, nowadays, I feel like music, you know, the hip-hop music doesn't have, it doesn't have a, um, 
doesn't have any clear-cut direction. Everyone's kind of going all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I had to bring something from the 90s. I know you did a lot of stuff with the 90s already, <laughs> but, um, I mean, that's really when hip-hop was at its strongest, I feel. Okay. Well, good. Well, I'm glad we have a nice, certainly what you consider a nice representation. And you, you will now be our hip-hop expert. Oh. So <laughs> okay. uh, what you say is, is, is gospel at this point. Oh, great. Now, can you tell me a little bit about, because I really don't know much about the Wu-Tang Clan mm-hmm. other than they were uh, kind of a collective of, mm-hmm. of hip-hop artists they all had a lot of solo success afterwards. Sometimes they get back together. They had their own fighting game on the PlayStation, Correct. I believe. Yep. Um, and that's a, that's about all I know. There's this old dirty bastard. There's the Ghostface Killer. There's yep. the RZA, yep. the Jizza, yep. and that's, those are the main ones. Uh, Method Man, yeah, okay, Method, Method Man, Man in there. One, Inspector Deck, okay, God, Master Killer, all those guys. So yeah. they were just a group of guys who just got together. Yeah, um, bunch of guys from different neighborhoods, Staten Island and the Bronx, and you know, and just came together. RZA and um, the Genius and ODB are actually family. They're all cousins. Oh, okay. And they had their own group going um, back in the day and that was um, that was something they wanted to do and then Method Man and I believe Inspected Deck um, you know had their own little like ongoing like battle raps in school and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh, you got and them came in later um, and you know when they put the group together RZA had the vision of you know what we could make a super group and bring New York back because at that time when, when 36 Chambers came out it was what 90... 93, 92, 93. Yeah, it was listed as kind of early 90s. When they started um, putting the records together and performing around the neighborhoods and stuff. And um, when it caught on, I think, I believe 93 was when 36 Chambers came out. And it was more of a, it was more of a cry, um, you know, for New York. Kind of like, hey, New York needs to be represented. At that time, you know, the, the West Coast, had a lot of music coming in and you know gangster rap was the thing mm-hmm. um you know all the all the groups and all the artists and all the record labels that started out on in california um all that stuff was really big and new york kind of had slowed down a little bit as far as okay well we created it recreated it but eh, we don't really know what, what to go with you know now so you know wu-tang decided that they wanted to bring the gritty back to new york city kind of like wait a second it started here it started in our streets it started in you know in our neighborhoods and this is what we wanted to sound like what we wanted to look like and you know the wu-tang clan came in with you know really hard lyrics really harsh realities um and and did something that nobody expected a collective of nine people to do it's a big group you know, it's a big group it's a big group of rappers so <laughs> um no one expected it to be you know huge um except for except for steve rifkin um which is the gentleman who signed in the loud records mm. and um one of the things that wu-tang resp- is responsible for in hip-hop is they got their record deal with loud records but it was so different because at the time the record labels would get you and suck you dry for mm. everything you had any hit record you had any writing you know production notes or anything like that they just held on to you they didn't want to share and uh, one of the things that was very unique about the Wu-Tang Clan's record deal was they were allowed to sign as a group and then individually sign solo deals with any record label they wanted Okay. Um, and Ghostface actually ended up being one of the ones who stayed with RZA um, when the, he created Razor Sharp Records, which mm-hmm. is kind of what, which is the Iron Man record is released on Razor Sharp Epic, I believe. Okay. So he signed a, a solo deal through Epic Records, and Razor Sharp was the label. Okay. Um, so yeah. Was that always sort of the thought of the group? Like, let's get together. We'll we'll you know make this album together. But I know we all have different personalities. We bring something different to the group. So 
we're expecting that we're kind of going to break up, do our own things, yes. come back together, break up, do, yes. come back together. Yeah, RZA, um, RZA's vision for the group was that it was exactly that. Let's bring all these guys from all the different boroughs in New York and make a, a slamming East Coast hip hop record and then spread out mm-hmm. and then come back together again five years from now and do another record. And that's pretty much what they did. They did mm-hmm. a five year plan and they, they signed solo records. The, the first wave of solo records, which is Genius's Liquid Swords, which mm-hmm. is my all time favorite album, <laughs> uh, Met the Man's to Cal. Break One's Only Built for Cuban Links, mm-hmm. um, ODB's Return to the 36 Chambers, and Ghostface mm-hmm. Iron Man mm-hmm. was, was like the first wave of solo records that came out, and everyone just was like, what? What is this? It's so crazy. Okay. Each one had such crazy different styles and all these things, and Iron Man is um, is my second favorite solo album. I, I love the Liquid Swords album, mm-hmm. which is his album, um, but, but Ghostface Iron Man album was... When I when I first listened to the album all the way through, I was like, "Oh man!" Like my whole life changed. I was like, "Oh man, Ghostface is the man!" Like I just, you know, I've just been a fan for so long. Okay. So is that why you picked specifically uh, all that I all that I got is you? Yes, actually, I, I brought that in because there's the um, I, I messaged you and said it was really hard to pick one song. Sure. I, you know, I was I was trying to figure out a, re- a song to bring. Like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna bring from this record. No, no, I didn't want to bring anything too hard, but at the same time, I wanted to bring something that was meaningful mm-hmm. and you know even though it was actually chosen and promoted as a single for the record it was it never achieved you know mainstream you know mm-hmm. quote unquote mainstream success um, as far as like radio airplay and, and all these things um, it did have a, a, a very strong uh, music video and music videos were the yeah, thing, the, thing. <laughs> um, the, the imagery in that music video is very um, it, it, it's, it hits you Mm-hmm. Um, it's pick. It's because um, the song itself is 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 pr- pretty auto- autobiographical. Yes, I take from yes. from the lyrics, and yep. I, I read a little bit about the song mm-hmm. and about uh, about Ghostface Killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's about his his, his mom, his childhood yes. growing up. Yes, sounded pretty rough uh, yeah. <laughs> from and the I lyrics. Mean, and, and that was one of the things that when I was picking a song to bring um, to talk about, I was kind of like I could bring a really hardcore mm-hmm. like you know crazy sounding record that you know is so harsh and so you know it just sounds terrible like oh my gosh i can't believe you'd go through that but then it was kind of like well wait a second i can bring this song that has a a more mellow tune to it i mean the sample is from a jackson five song Mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 you know the lyrics though are what makes the song for me it's it's I've always been about lyrics. Um, when anything I listen to, I always want to hear what people are saying. I'm still, I'm still that person who will go and buy CDs just so I can read the notes about production and your fiance and said like the exact same I, thing. You know, I, I That's why you that. guys are so 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 good together. <laughs> I am still that guy. Like people go, Mark, you still buy CDs? <laughs> yeah, I do. Why? Because I want to know who produced it. I want to wrote it. I want to know where it was recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff is fun for me. So, um, but definitely with this record, I wanted to bring um, something that people people knew about because it was out there as a single but not so much on a on a huge level mm-hmm. um and again the the subject matter in the song is what makes this this song a really hard song to take in i mean i i, I that's what i think anyway. sure i mean i think looking at the lyrics and listening to it first i was i was kind of surprised how how mellow it was mm-hmm. it, it didn't sound too different than i think some of the other mid-90s hip-hop that was out there which i was a little surprised because i expected there to to be a little harder, mm-hmm. um, not not knowing the song or having familiarity with the song, but it was it was I think like you said it was it was kind of mellow and, and, and sweet song. I know um, in terms of the lyrics, I know some of the ones I loved were um, 
certainly the ones that were were surprisingly optimistic as much as you know it's this litany of we needed the pliers to change the tv right. rocking each other's pants to get to school so mm-hmm. everything's hand-me-downs uh you got to use newspaper as your toilet paper right. yeah, uh, at the end though it, it did have that sense of this was the stuff we went through but now i'm a grown-up and I, I almost don't know if i'd change my life because I am who I am and I like that person because of all that hardship and it was thanks to your your support that I'm you know where right. I am today and that's one of the things that I've always respected about Ghost is that he you know he has come so far from being that kid who had nothing who had to go next door to get you know bread for the day or something like he came from that but the fact that he's evolved into the kind of artist that he is he's still very well respected in the community at, at in the community back at in Stapleton mm-hmm. where he's from you know, he goes back and he does turkey drives every year. And he does all, you know, he's, he doesn't, he has not forgot where he's from, where some of these other bigger artists, it's kind of like, they don't even remember what, you know, neighborhood they come from and they don't mm-hmm. remember their, their childhood friends or whatever. And Ghost is one of these guys who still has all these day one guys around him. And I just, I respect that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it, it is good to have a sense of um, discussing the past, using it to, and I think it's even one of the lyrics, I think it might be Papa Woo at the end when he's, mm-hmm. What is what is that considered at the end of the song? Just he's rapping, he's preaching, he's teaching. It's more it's more a teaching thing. Okay. Um, at that time, um, Papa Wu is a is a guy who um, he came from. You know, like I said before, he came from the five percenters, and he you know has roots in the uh, nations of Islam and all these things. And he had a lot of teachings that went around. And he's actually the father of a couple of the because the the the, the Wu Tang Clan as a core is the nine members, but then it branched off into groups and groups and groups and groups and, and Papa Wu was actually a, a, the father of a couple of um, of the offspring um, from the Wu-Tang Clan collective hmm. and um, so that's how he got his name to be the Papa Wu oh, he okay. had all the teachings but he also had sons who were part of Wu-Tang Clan and you know so he, he got that respect level and he's still, he's still around he's still doing his thing but um you know, during that time when they first came in, everyone was kind of like, "No, we need to involve you in somehow." So he's on, he's on Raekwon's album, first album, and he's on Ghost's first album, and he's just he just comes in every now and again to just kind of give a little bit of knowledge on what he sees or what he thinks is, you know, you know his his lifestyle or his um, his way of thinking kind of thing, just to add it um, mm-hmm. at the end. Um, so I mean that he's always been around doing that. Mm-hmm. Now you spoke a lot that you really love the lyrics to the song. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick. A phrase or one of the stanzas, let's say. What do you think the best part of the song is, or or maybe it's maybe it's a musical component um, that you really love. The best part, I think that when when Ghost is talking about being at home and he's talking about similar to what you were saying about liking the um, um, the lyrics about the the pliers for the television and things like that. When he's describing the home that you know they moved in and um, you know there's roaches everywhere and. Um, four in, four in the bed, two at the foot, two at the head. Mm-hmm. Didn't like to sleep with John Johnny Pete the bed. Yeah. Like there's still that element of like yeah haha we had to do that. But man did that suck yeah. you know and it just you know it, it's it's funny because that's kind of ghost um, sense of humor that he's brought throughout his career into all of his into all of his records like, mm. what nine ten albums that he's released or whatever. But I mean he still has that very you know that that line in him that is a sense of humor mm. um, you know but you know, it's a reality check too, kind of like, yeah, man, that was terrible. So, you know, the, the imagery itself is probably why I, why I actually wanted to bring it, when mm-hmm. I bring the song is because the imagery is so real. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you didn't 
go through anything like that, you feel it when he's talking about it. You can actually, you know, for me anyway, you can feel it. You can, you know, hear what he's talking about and see it and relate to, you know, everyone, everyone can relate to some kind of struggle. Mm -hmm. So whether, you know, whether you are coming from a a similar situation like that, or you're struggling at work or struggling at school or whatever, everyone relates to struggle. Sure. That's excellent. That's very well, very well said, Mark. Very <laughs> eloquent point on on this song. I'm glad. Well, I'm glad you brought it. I think uh, mm-hmm. it's 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 tough. You know, the point of the show is to get people to talk about songs they like. Right. And what I was hoping would happen is is this that people mm-hmm. who had very different taste than I. Well, I don't want to say taste. It implies that I don't like this song. And I really, I, I really, I really did like this. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. I'm glad you brought it. But uh, different. I guess different preferences in choosing music. Mm-hmm. So I just have really never bought a lot of hip hop albums because it was something that if I hear a good song, that's awesome. But it's as a whole, it wasn't really the the genre that I would I would gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. So getting to hear different perspectives, different songs, and really have to listen and and think about them, not just the songs that get a lot of radio play because they're poppy or they have funny lyrics or they just have mm-hmm. a good hook, but songs that might not, like you said, get as much radio play, mm-hmm. but not necessarily be worse than the song that did right. get did get radio right. play and that's not to say that the rest of the record you know the iron man record doesn't have you know the the typical 90s hip-hop stories and you know all the all the drug references and the the mob references and all these things it's not to say that the record doesn't have that but this song in particular stands out on the record because it's the only one like it mm-hmm. um and it also came at a time where hip-hop was kind of you know whoa or where are we going next yeah. you know this is you know, this is 96, this is, um, this is, the song was released maybe a, a month or so after Tupac had been killed. Mm. I mean, hip-hop was kind of like, whoa, what's going on? This is so crazy. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, Wu-Tang Clan, to have such a, you know, um, you know, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to F with and all these things, <laughs> like, for a Wu-Tang Clan member to come out with a song like this and to have it feature Mary J. Blige, which is also... You know another reason you know why why I think the song works mm-hmm. um, but I mean Mary was straight off the you know the strength of winning the Grammy with Met the Man the Year earlier for mm-hmm. the remix for um, you know for their song so I mean it's just all those things connect it and make it to me it makes it such a good staple for hip-hop kind of like okay hip-hop was at a weird space Tupac had just died and then Wu-Tang Clan is slammed in New York and all of a sudden we get hit with this whoa you know Ghost is talking about you know being vulnerable and all this stuff and showing you know where he came from and mary J singing on this record again and so i mean it, stuff like that just it, it makes it good for me yeah all right so mark i think you you really explained why you think it's your song and, and i think also a little bit why it should be our song but if you had to say sum up everything we've talked about these couple minutes and you had to give someone that you know the elevator pitch like oh you yep. only got so many yep. seconds to convince yep. the producer yep. this is the movie to make mm-hmm. um why would you convince someone that they should make this their song or they should listen to this song and, and take it take it seriously and take it to heart? Um, I think because of the reality of the song. A lot of music is uh, factory stamped and approved. A, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, certain ways hit, hit records are made and formulas that people have to use. And, um, you know, it, it's not always, you know, the music industry to me is a lot of smoke and mirrors. And when it comes down to a record like this one, you get that raw, gritty lyricism that you that you expect from Wu Tang Clan. However, you get it in a sense, um, you know, that makes you feel like, oh, wait a second, that that sounds really harsh. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's not swearing every other word. He's not, you know, uh, you know, 
pointing fingers or doing anything. He's basically just letting everybody see, like, no, 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 this is me, mm. and this is where I came from. And uh, I think that reality rap kind of thing is what people should, um, what people should listen to. <laughs> I feel like that's it's, it's way more entertaining for me. Yeah. Um, you know, lyrics, 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 lyrics. Mm. So. Okay. Uh, and he's just a cool dude. I met him. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. I met him in, um, in like, 98, I think. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, and it was really cool because he actually, he did a show, and then he said he was going to sign autographs and do pictures at the, the merch tent that was mm-hmm. behind everybody. So, of course, everyone turns around, and they go to the, the tent to meet him or whatever, and so he starts coming, he... <laughs> jumps straight off the stage with his crew and walks through the crowd to get there. So everyone's, you know, moving out of the way of stuff. And the security guy, because I was, where I was standing, I was actually towards the back. Mm-hmm. And um, the security guy was like, hey, you know, move, you know, Ghost coming through. And, and, and he stopped him. Ghost stopped the security guy. I was like, what are you doing? These are my peoples. And he was like, sorry about that. And he like shook my hand. And he was like, you know, you know, thanks for coming to the show. I appreciate the support. Come over here. I'm going to sign you CD right now. Oh, wow. Like, I mean, just so stuff like that. I mean, it was just, it was cool. Like, he just told the security, like, like, what are you doing? This is like my people. Like, yeah. stop. You know, this is you know how you treat people, and that's, that's something that stuck with me too. So I've yeah. always been a fan. It's a good. So. It's a good feeling. I think when you meet someone who's created something that means something to you, and have them seem really appreciative Absolutely. even though they probably could be like listen kid I got like a million other people who exactly. are probably spending more money exactly. than you are uh, so you're not as important just have that sense of every fan is an important fan mm-hmm. uh, so well that's great that, I mean, I, that's definitely why a lot of you know that's why it was hard for me to pick from that whole catalog of music like what ghost record to bring? because I know I want to bring ghost record I just don't know which one but I think it should be everyone's song or at least everyone should check it out just because of the reality of it I mean and like I said everyone can relate to struggle yeah that's very true it's very true well Mark honestly I gotta fill like a million more of these so anytime you want to come by and bring another bring another sample from Done. from your favorites I, I I would love to hear more all hear right. more about it alright I'll dig in the crates <laughs> <laughs> well, see for you you actually gotta go find the CD I put all my CDs that I wanted I put them all on my computer so yeah. I have everything digitally nice, now nice. but everything else is in a crate yep. in the garage so man if I need to find a CD well <laughs> oh, it'd be, it'd be a, talk about a struggle that yeah, would be, that right? would be. Yeah. <laughs> where's my song yeah, I, have, I have a collection of a select few you know CDs that I still that I that I hold on to, but yeah. other, everything else is kind of digital now. But yeah. you know, yeah, it's it's the future. Signs of the time, <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least we're not looking for cassettes anymore Seriously, or eight I tracks. Have a couple of those too. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Mark, thanks so much for coming by. Do you have anything to plug? No. No plugs at all. Um, I don't. I don't think so. Not that I can think of. Um, I, I was listening to. You know, I got to tell you, you do a good job of the show. I don't, oh, thank you. Um, you know, it's, it's. I told Carolyn, my fiance Carolyn, who's been on the show before too, mm-hmm. um, uh, that you know, I, I listen every week, and I wait. I wait. I was waiting originally for Thursdays, and then he switched it up and brought it to Wednesdays, and I was like, oh man, that's so good. And she's kind of like, well, what does it matter? Because now Wednesday is like the middle of the week, so it just breaks up my whole week. Yeah. A couple, you know, I sit down and I listen to it, I take it in, and and then I go listen to the song, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it's fun. Music stuff like this is fun for me. So. Oh, good. well, thanks so much, yeah, Mark. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. That's Thank why I you. To come on, because I was like, oh man, this is so good. I got to be a part of this. It's so fun. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I did want. 
to keep a keep a consistent schedule. Mm-hmm. So Mondays is usually the preview episode yes, goes up, yes. and then the episode Wednesday, and then Friday I usually throw up some stuff. Mm-hmm. Usually it's videos. I know this this week if you uh, we're recording this on on a Friday, mm-hmm. so if you're checking out the website today, I think I went a little crazy with our epilogue of fun facts. So please let us know or let me know if uh, it's not as factual as you would like. And too much. I was writing it kind of late, and it's mm-hmm. a little loopy. Yeah. But oh, you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Well, Mark, thanks for thanks so much for coming. Thanks for uh, having me. For everyone out there, uh, you if you would like much like Mark. I mean, Mark, I know Mark, so he was able to just contact me and say he'd like to be on the show. But if you don't know me personally or you want to get in touch with me quickly, you can email me at rob at playingoursong.net with a song you'd like to hear us talk about or a song that you'd like to talk about yourself. We're always happy to have new guests and new genres. If you just enjoy listening to it, well, why don't you subscribe to us on iTunes where they're playing our song, T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E. Um, you can come check out our website. Like Mark said, you can see some of the music videos, uh, links we put up, and some other facts about the songs at playingoursong.net. You can follow us on Twitter where I occasionally post random song thoughts at playing underscore our song. And uh, come check out our Facebook page, and we'd appreciate a like at facebook.com slash playingoursong.net. And I think that's all all my plugs. And, nice. uh, I think I I think I submitted my like maybe the second day. Oh, I might have been like one of the top three likes. I don't know. Well, you, when we're <laughs> super popular and I get to go to all the podcast conventions, I'll, I'll make sure to always remember. There you go. Just like Ghostface, I'm gonna come out. Hey, hey, Mark, thanks so much for all your support. Even though I'm super popular now, I'll never forget. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Always got my support. Robert. <laughs> all right. Well, for everybody else, thanks so much for listening, uh, and uh, we'll see you next week with another song, another topic. Uh, but until then, remember, it's your song, so play it long and play it loud. Bye, everyone. See ya. Fingertips, so wipe the coal out my eye before school with a spit. Caseworker had to run it back to face to face. I caught a case housing, try to throw it out of our place. Sometimes I look up at the stars and analyze the sky and ask myself, was I meant to be here? Why? Mommy, I love you.